Hi, and welcome to SheQuest Podcast, a radio show that will help you not only claim your awareness around the concept of power, body, beauty, voice, and the arts of your life, but truly embody it. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. You are here to widen your lens on the unfiltered and uncurated conversation we have in my SheQuest membership program. And best yet, you'll get real life, tangible tools to stay real and true to you. Each season, we will interview incredible, knowledgeable guests and You'll educate and uplift as we strive to live whole and not perfect. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest, and welcome to this very special and unique episode of SheQuest Podcast with Don Sinclair. In this episode, Don, who's a soul-centered living mentor, she's a human design guide. She's such a passionate creator and author, illustrator, entrepreneur. She's such a firecracker. You're going to love her. She reads out my human design chart. Heart, and it is so fascinating. I didn't know much about human design. And Dawn is such a master at really giving us an overview and debunking what is really human design, how it differs from astrology, and how it is related. And bottom line, this episode, which is a bit longer than usual, really goes into how the power to know yourself, the power to know your personalities, the power to know how you learn and how you take in the world. And that was really, you know, in my face. And also how our, what what makes us unique and different really, really are our strengths. So sit back, relax, and meet Dawn and Thanks for listening. Have a good episode. Bye. Hi, everyone. Estelle here. And today I'm just, I'm so excited to have Don Sinclair here on the podcast, gracing us with her beautiful, sparkling presence. And I just want to tell a personal story about Don. When I first met, I had heard from Don from the kind of the grapevine and whatnot. And I'll always remember, like, she came, I think I had a booth and she came and she's so little and just so <laughs> And I think Don, you handed me your business card. And I remember the word, it was the word creator on it. And I don't know if you remember this, but I read the card and I looked at you and the first thing I said was, you're allowed to do this? <laughs> and then the second thing I said, I was like, we're going to get along great. <laughs> I do remember. I, I I remember every detail of that, actually. Yeah, it was wonderful. And uh, I'm thank you so much for your time and 
just, just, you know, educating us on human design, because that's really why that you, you are here. And I want to hear all about this magic that you're doing and reading charts and all this stuff. But first, at Chica's podcast, we always ask the, for the, the question, what makes you feel alive today? What does? Ah, okay, well, first of all, I just need to say that I am already buzzing. Okay, I, you and I together, I'm pretty sure um, the vibration has gone up a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> what makes me feel alive today, Estelle, is this connection. Um, I think connection in general today is what's making me feel alive because I got up this morning and I flew out of bed. I shot up and just, I was so excited. I have several calls today and several charts to read. And I just thought like, how lucky am I to be able to connect with people and, you know, impact one another's lives in positive ways. And then I went for a walk this morning and again, it hit me, the connection, I was just witnessing birds, you know, and it, for me, it's all about awareness and connection. So why would today be any different? I love that. I love that. And I love that you like shot out of bed. You know, I love that. <laughs> I love that energy about you, you know, like this, like, 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 yay, like another day, you know? So I'm definitely a morning person. Yeah, so yeah. good, so good. So um, tell us how, so we call it here at Chiquest, we call it My She Story, but for the sake of our episode and our time together, so I'd love to know how you got into human design, just your background, like even like where you grew up and where like, how did it, you got where you are today and uh, and yeah how how are you because like you weren't even doing this like last year I feel or maybe no I wasn't and that seems to be the story um of how my life is unfolding itself so um I grew up in Jador a little town in Nova Scotia just a small town and I was always curious creative child um using my imagination and then like so many people by my late teens most of my adulthood, um, I was living someone else's list. I was checking off the boxes, I should say, of what I believed was success. Mm-hmm. So I had, um, you know, I was doing all of the things. I had an education. I had a good job. I got married, I had a child, we had the house, we had all of the things, all of the things that somebody else had determined was success. And I was playing the game. And I was completely unaware at the time, um, as many of us are, that I had been pushing aspects of myself aside um, because I was playing with the shoulds. Um, So unconsciously, I had collected all these shoulds have tos, musts over time that I believed were what it was to be living life. And at age 35, I had um, been in my teaching career for 10 years. And to keep this short, um, things started falling apart. And that's a common story for many people who start their spiritual journey where there's some sort of destruction energy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, 
I don't like to compare, but my, my story really is gentle compared to some others. And I believe that was on purpose. I believe it was really my time. So I didn't necessarily go through the typical dark night of the soul in order to crack open that awareness that I was really not paying attention or giving attention to my own self. My career was Mm -hmm. falling apart. Um, And when I say falling apart, that too is an illusion because the illusion that I had any control in the first place, you know, (laughs) knowing what I know now, um, that too wasn't real. And so this attempt to hold it all together because I was playing the game, you know, trying to make everything look nice, trying to make everything feel just right. But I didn't even know what that meant at the time, Estelle, until I started to, I started on my spiritual journey at age 35. um, And I started to get curious. And I started to remember that I had left parts of myself behind. So what I did is I began to submerge myself in, you know, listening to different teachers. And (laughs) for me, honestly, I feel like things found me. So I, as you said, I had creator on my business card when we met. So when I left my teaching career, I went to design school. So I began to tap into that creative side of myself that really wanted to come out and play. And I had forgotten about her for so long. And when she had a chance to breathe and come out and play, my world changed. Things that I didn't even know were available or possible for me began to find me. Mm-hmm. And so I began a journey of just kind of, you know, dabbling in this and that and meeting people. The right people came into my life. And the reason was, is because I put down the masks so they could finally see me for who I truly was. And so, you know, it was kind of this gentle awakening, but I believe it was time. And it wasn't completely gentle. I mean, I had physical stresses. Um, I now looking back know that my body was trying to talk to me for a really long time. And I didn't even know how to listen. So that's been a really big um, realization for me that the things that I was battling with were directly related to the fact that I wasn't honoring my soul. And when I began to, these things started to dissipate. I got healthier, more vibrant. I saw the world in a completely different way. And magical shit just started to happen. (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. And yeah, I mean, I had no real intention on writing a book. It just happened. Um, But it was through tapping into that creative side of myself and allowing my soul to breathe that things just started to align. And one of those things that came into my life was human design. And if I'm being honest, Um, At the beginning, if you had have asked me five years ago about human design, I wouldn't have likely given it any attention because I had this idea that astrology, you know, I had put it in that category and that wasn't really my thing, you know, so I was even limiting myself then, you know, that's not really for me. And then it kept coming back 
So now that I know what my human design is and what my strategy is, I'm here to respond. And that's literally how human design found me. So I was dabbling in things like the gene keys, things around human design. So it was in my awareness, but I was never really thinking it was going to be something that I did. And then I started to notice that it kept coming to me. So it would come Mm -hmm. up in conversations. I would see it on Pinterest. I would be listening to a podcast and someone would be mentioning it. And so I knew that it was kind of igniting this thing inside of me that was like drawing. It was like that gut response. There's something here for me. And then I realized the human design was just another tool that assists us in understanding the beauty and power of who we truly are. And that was exactly what I was doing with my soul-centered living coaching and, you know, the theme of my book. And it went hand in hand. It just fit in so beautifully. And also in my design, I have a one-four profile. So I'm incredibly curious. I love to gather knowledge. So when I go in, I go in deep. And I want Mm -hmm. to learn all of the things. So basically, it captivated me. And if you had have asked me a year ago if I would be sitting here talking to you about being a human design specialist, I probably would have said no. (laughs) I love that you talked about your awakening as being gentle because it's something I don't we I don't seldom talk about just because of my personal experience, you know, and I think it's really worth a mention um, that not all awakening are like night and day tragic, this like big cave initiation. I love that you mentioned that because a lot of my students, you know, it's more like almost like a general malaise, like a Mm. general, like you said, you know, I wasn't living the life. Like I was like, that wasn't, is that my life? (laughs) Like, is that my life? Like I did all the shoulds here, but is, is that me, you know? And that kind of like, questioning and I you know what's inspiring too that you started like questioning at 35 you know which mm-hmm. like I feel like back when we were teenagers like 35 seemed like so old <laughs> <laughs> and it's right like, oh my god it's so young like it's such a good age to like start being like reflecting and to to have to be able to like look back and kind of like, see the evolution and what you've been able to uh, surmount or cope with. So I I really want to thank you for just sharing that. And to, like, I think everything, all the awakenings are valid, you know? Absolutely. And I really feel strongly about accepting the truth that we don't need to compare ourselves. You know, we all came for a different reason. We all have a different story. And they're all equally as important. And there's no accident to when we get to the point, if we get to the point where we wake up. I love you talking about synchronicities because I find that I, the way I work with symbols is a lot about that, like bringing a symbol close and then just watch things like unfold around you. Like basically like the signs are everywhere. And like, are you willing, are you open enough to see them and to bring like all these people that came to you at those, at the sign, like you, you still had a choice to be like, nope. 
Like, I don't want you here. Or like, okay, well, I guess I, I'm going to respond to that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's something like synchronicity in like, you know, this whole cliche of like finding your purpose. Cause I, I don't think you find it. I think the purpose no. finds you, but like, you know, a hundred percent. And I think it's kind of almost like making way for all these synchronicities that, you know, happen. And again, that's something that's like seldom like talk about in, yeah, just like, like, I love it. I love that you weren't doing that. Like you weren't reading charts last year and now you are. And like, it's such a right fit, you know, and next year you might not, or you might even right. get deeper into it, you know, and let that happen. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. So that even going back to the, the choice, you know, the, the synchronicities and the magic that exists right here in front of it, it's always there. It was there when I wasn't tuning into it. It was a choice to stop the noise and listen. Exactly. And like you were ready for it too. Like I believe that with symbols too. Like the symbol's always there. Like it's been there for yeah. millennia. Like, but it's like where you you weren't ready to see it. Like it wasn't even in your conscious. And you had to do maybe like more growth to be like that now it's like, okay, oh. now like Dawn's ready, you know, I love it. Oh yeah, and the fascinating part, Estelle, is that it's actually written in your chart. Wow. And so that, and I think that is the power to which I felt from human design because I had already lived it. And this gave language to what my life had already been and is. And so for me, that was flipping exciting. And so human design and it doesn't tell us anything we don't already know. And when I say no, I mean no at the core of our being. It's not going to tell us anything that's not already a deep knowing from within. But what it is going to do is it's going to highlight your gift, your potential, and give you permission to release any beliefs ideas, the shoulds that you've been holding on to and carrying around consciously or unconsciously stories you're telling yourself of who you think you should be. You finally see that, wait a second, I've been thinking I need to be this and here it is in front of you. Actually, no, you're not supposed to be. You're not here for this. So you can stop pushing. So it, it's, it's, allows you to release the resistance in places in your life where you still feel like you're pushing. Why don't you, uh, why don't we start? Can you just give us like kind of a running definition of human design? Like I don't know anything about it. Can you just like define us, make, make it like really just oversimplify it for us? Okay. So it's basically the science of differentiation. It is how you energetically as a unique individual soul in this specific lifetime came to show up how you came to give and receive energy. So it's a, it's a synthesis of Western astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, quantum physics, and the cabal. And I don't know if you've, I, I sent you your, your body graph ahead of time. And if you look at it, it looks very complicated. Now there's all these numbers and I don't like numbers. So I don't. 
I wanted Dawn to read my chart, not to make it all about me, but to, to just that she can lead us into the process. So when we started talk, uh, communicating by email, Don, you asked me, can you uh, let us know what you asked? You might ask me, obviously, my full name, my date of birth. What else do we need for you to pull up this information? And your place of birth. So the country, the city, your time, and your date of birth. Yeah. And it's very auspicious for Don to read my card because I literally just had my birthday. <laughs> yes, you did. So I don't know, it makes it almost like a crossover of some of something. Yeah. Um, and then so do you have like a software you put that in or yeah. how does it work? Yeah. Yeah, because I would never know how to do this on my own. <laughs> okay. And is there like a way you can do it on your own? Is there a way to calculate all that or? Um, not that I mean, I don't have the knowledge for that at all. Um, so I plug it into a program and I get your chart and your results back. And Anybody can Google their free chart. You can find this online um, and you can find out your type. It will tell you your strategy. Um, you can find that. And if you're curious enough, you can go through Google and find some answers. Um, but what I like to say to people is that I now know it's like reading another language. It's like knowing how to read the language that you're of your soul that imprinted on you before you came to live out this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to read in a way um, what your soul wants you to know. So how does it differ from like having your astrological car like chart read? Because I've had that done for me a while ago um, and it looks so much different than this. Yeah. And it, they do overlap. Okay. Because the planetary alignment has a lot to do with this. So within human design, it's going to tell you your energy type, your strategy, your authority. Um, you have something called a profile type, your definition. It's going to tell you about attributes about your personality, um, gifts you have in this world. And what I was excited about when I was looking at your chart, Estelle, is I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do the typical structure to my regular intro um, for pe reading people's human design chart. Because when I looked at you, um, we are going to get into those intro pieces as well. But I went even a little further because I could see things in your chart that excited me so much because you are so aligned with what you are here to be doing and when I see that in somebody's chart when I when I know them um oh I just get so excited I can't can't even articulate the excitement but I just I won't cry in this episode I don't think so <laughs> I'm already like oh god oh god um all right so I have the chart in front of me. Um, I Is this something, so you said we can pull it off ourselves, except Don, like, even looking at this chart, like, I can't, like, I'd have to start some research. So I'm guessing you went to some school or... Well, I, I did learn how to read the chart, yes. So that's yeah. the thing. You know, you can get um, your type, but the type is only one aspect. So a lot of people will... We'll say, well, I'm a generator, I'm a manifester, I'm a projector, and they they almost take that as a label. But I find that that almost boxes you in. 
So yes, we each have a type and that's how our energy interacts with one another. And it has to directly do with our centers and our and our chakras, but it goes so much deeper. So I'm able to interpret um, what the numbers mean, what all of those shapes you're looking at mean. Um, so yes, I did study how to, and I will continue to Estelle because part of my chart is that I'm I'm incredibly curious and I'm always wanting to learn. So I actually am signing up for another component, another course um, in October to go even deeper. So um, I read my chart. <laughs> yeah. So when I when I opened up my chart, it it just I wanted to know everything. And so I just took it upon myself to learn with my own chart. And then I started reading others charts and I saw how powerful it was. And as I was reading my own chart, it made so much sense. Yeah, I just I just went deeper and deeper. So I'm a generator. A generator type is somebody who has an active sacral center and creates life force energy. I'm a 1/4 generator, which then means I'm a generator who is curious, inquisitive, and I draw a lot of my life experience and uh, opportunities in my life through my social networks and interacting with other people. So those were the first two things I learned about my chart. And then I went into learning about my strategy and my strategy you know, I don't want to go too far into mine. I would actually like to go into yours and explain it um, with yours so that you can actually have a hands-on experience about what that feels like. But your strategy is basically um, how you're here to interact with the world. And then it goes into the inner authority. Those are the four main things. If you know those in your chart are incredibly powerful alone. But then as we go deeper, it's, it's just, I get, oh, your soul tells me so much more. I think I'm ready for this. Take it away. Just go ahead. Read my chart. Tell me all my dark secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so Estelle, you are a projector. That is your type. So you were saying earlier um, off mic about you hear people talking about, you know, I'm a this, I'm a this. So you are a projector. This is your energetic type. Projectors make up 20 to 22% of the world's population. Projectors are referred to as non-energy types. And if you look at your chart, what that means is that your sacral center in your chart, the second square up in your chart is white. So it's undefined. So that means when it comes to life force energy, Estelle, you are like a sponge. So you take in life force energy from the world around you and amplify it. So you're not creating it on your own. So for projector, this means several things. It means that, first of all, from today forward, Estelle, you can let yourself off the hook if you feel like you don't quite work like other people. Because as a projector, you didn't come to. So a lot of times, projectors try to keep up with generator types. Generator types have the energy that can be sustained long-term. Generators get up with a full tank of energy and use it throughout the day. Projectors, like yourself, do not. So you have energy in bursts. 
So you will be amplifying energy, bursting. But the important thing to remember as a projector is that you need to implement rest. Because if you try to keep up and work, 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 you're going to hit burnout. I'm actually, Don, is it a bit, because like I'm such an introvert and like I, people often confuse me with an extrovert because I'm, you know, I work in public all the time, but once I, like, I believe when I started teaching yoga, like really, really regularly, like I basically, like I had no choice, but like when I wasn't teaching, like sometimes I couldn't even talk. I can't even talk at home. Like I have to like, I can't even listen to music sometimes like like if I'm in public too much because I have to recalibrate um just like on my own and like I love if you tell me like where like my happiest place is just like literally like by myself in my studio doing my things you know of course I love people but I really need that time and and when I started taking I, I usually take all of August off teaching it was like a complete game changer for me because it was like I could like regenerate and just come back so much more inspired. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And it took me so long to realize it because I was always like even my family, oh, you're such an extrovert. Like you're so blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and I kept being like, ah, that, that doesn't fit with me. <laughs> no, and that makes complete sense. Because when you are around other people, you're going to amplify the energy you're in as a projector and, and specifically your chart, because every projector has a different looking chart. The only thing that you have in common for sure is that that sacral center is undefined and all projectors need rest. So sometimes projectors hold on to this false belief that they're lazy. You know, the inner critic starts saying like, why can I just not, you know, why do I not feel like doing this? You know, what's wrong with me? You know, the inner critic can come in pretty quickly, especially if you have been raised by generator types. For you, when you do get around other people, you are going to actually take the life force energy from both them as well as the world around you. So plants, animals, you're also taking in the energy from them. So it's learning to use your energy efficiently. So for you, you should be working in bursts. So do a, do some work and it needs to be inspiring work and then you rest. And I loved how you said to recalibrate. I, I believe that's the word you used because that's perfect. What you need to actually be doing is you need that alone time because you need to actually release the energies of other people because you are, Estelle, you are a walking empath. <laughs> you mm-hmm. only have two centers defined in your chart, which means Those, every center that you look at in your chart that's white, you are like a sponge. This is where you're reading people and receiving energy. Now, you decided to come and do this on purpose, and we're going to get into that. But this is why you may feel very overwhelmed around other people. I'm so happy you say that. Like, it's, I love how it's such a, like, these are things I already know, like, about myself, but almost like as you speak, it's like, throughout my years of working with people, whether that be in like group settings and stuff, I really had to find a strategy to, so that I would, I wouldn't be so completely depleted. Like Don, sometimes like, you know, people will share so much like their stories and it's such a privilege for me to do that. But like, I will dream about these people. Like (laughs) they become such like part of me, you know, and sometimes like I'll paint about them or I like, because like, it's like, I share 
their story with me. It's kind of like the, I really see myself in them, you know, and, and I've had over the years, like to find, obviously find my boundaries because, and, and, and find like, okay, how can I, how can I release? And sometimes like when I run my Chiquis, like mostly in the summers when there's like bigger groups, I literally have to plunge myself in the ocean like every day. <laughs> mm, that's your cleansing ritual. Yeah. And like not all the time, but when it gets like just really in- intense and I'm holding like so much things because like I realize like I'm healing too, you know, as because they're close to me, they're healing because of me as well. You know, like I have that power upon them. You know, like we're all, it's like a contract we have, you know, and. Uh, and you actually so, have no idea yet as to how true that statement is. You said before, like, you know, putting the words, like sometimes there's like, now I can like kind of put the words to it. Like, oh yeah, like I'm such an empath that <laughs> just so that I can like survive and not be like just comp- so heavy, you know, with people's basically like stories, you know? Yeah. And, and leading into that. As a projector, your greatest gift is that you are here to actually guide and direct others. Why that's such a gift, why you bring that gift to other people is because you literally are empathic to them. So you're able to read their energy and feel out how to guide and direct them. So you you are actually receiving that energy in your body. And then it's a knowing for you what they need. So projectors are here to guide and direct others. But the really, really important thing that projectors need to remember is that you need to be invited in. Because projectors really want to help everybody. But if other people are not ready to receive your help, you're going to become very bitter. Why do they not want my help? I know what's good for them. Why are they not listening to me? These are stories that projectors often end up telling themselves. As a projector, you need to wait to be recognized. And this is a practice that you're going to feel out. Knowing when you're accepted energetically by another person. You can either be invited, like an outward invitation, and you automatically know you're invited for your opinion. But it's also energetic. Feeling out the right people. So... You're not here for everybody, Estelle. You're here for the people you're meant to impact. Celebrate your innate talents and radiance with gifts for the creative soul. Buy me your muse fairy, Estelle. Visually magic paper products that are proudly painted in coastal Cowboy, Nova Scotia and printed locally here in Halifax. This year, I made my third large wall calendar. It is published independently. Each month is bursting with flowers and butterflies to add a spark of magic to your life. And guess what? The Chicwest Planner is back in full force, helping you plan, journal, exercise your creativity. This book is filled with your favorite she art and words. I swear, this planner is everything to help you live aware, bold, and whole. Both the Magic Garden Calendar and the Chiquest Planner are seasonal products. Once they are gone, they are gone. Order today at www.estellethompson.com slash paper slash shop 
or simply copy paste the link from your show notes. Happy holidays. I was sharing this with somebody else, Sarah Kelly, whom I think you've read I her. You know, Sarah, yeah. I was answering something for her blog and basically like three or four years ago, like I, there was a big, like I was, I just wanted to serve. I was like, okay, I'm just going to serve. I'm going to serve all these people. And then nobody was like interested in what I was giving them. I was like, <laughs> wanted <laughs> like I was like I was like answering all I was like okay yes you want this I'm gonna create this for you okay you want this like I was like yeah you know, like all the people were like oh you should do this okay I'm gonna do this right and I kind of got lost and I got so bitter because I well that's what you wanted and you're not uh-huh. buying it <laughs> I was like, yeah I was so bitter but at the same time I had forgot because I wanted to serve so much and help so much I kind of got lost in like what lit me up like what, yeah. you know, like what I was interested in and, and I, that kind of got erased. And I, that was such a like good, like learning experience where there can be really both here, you know, like to find that perfect kind of middle where, okay, I feel I'm in service, but I'm not losing the fire of the passion and what, what I love, you know, and that's yeah. okay. If because of that, like not everybody like likes me. And the other thing, Don, I often think like, and I, I've been able to like kind of change my mindset on that because over the years, because I what I do is so different, you know, it's so different. Sometimes I pitch my pinch myself, like, really, is that yeah. really what I teach? You know, I've I've I, I you my best friend would so laugh. I'm gonna tell her to listen to the podcast because I'm always like, why do I have to explain myself? Like, don't people know this is like so good? <laughs> but you know what? And and jumping ahead to your throat chakra, actually, in there, I can see that you do want to speak your mind, but you feel so misunderstood because you have a fixed way of expressing who you are, but other people can't always understand it. So it's literally in your chart, Estelle. This is something that it won't, sometimes it will sadden me, not, not so much anymore. Again, I think I've been able to like, you know, wind my lens on, on that, but um. Yeah, like I just, I think, and I'm not for everyone that I, that I know, but also it's kind of like I feel some people aren't ready for me. This is actually a comment that people will personally message me, like basically like they've been following me forever, like on social media or something, and they they don't know really why and stuff. And suddenly it like clicks, like some, suddenly something happens in their lives or something and they're like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Yeah, yes. So you need to be recognized. You cannot force someone to recognize you. And if you try energetically, it will backfire for you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the result you want if you try to initiate someone noticing you. You need to do you in the most beautiful way you can possibly do you and allow others to see you. And it, it, when you think about it, it's it's a blessing. You get to just do what you're doing. and they will find you. They will recognize you, those who you're meant to impact. Because your energy as a projector, the reason why is because it's in the name itself. Your aura is projecting. It is laser focused on people. So if people are not ready, it stings. They may not be conscious of it, but it's not an enveloping aura like a generator, which kind of puts its arms around the collective as a whole. You're here, you're more of a pinpoint, like you will give your attention. It's very focused attention and a very focused aura 
on the person you're with. And if they want that from you, it feels lovely. But if you're coming at someone like a notice me as a projector, they don't know why, but they feel a little bit off-putting. So it's in your aura. So for a projector to remember, your aura speaks for you. Your aura is what's going to get you noticed. But if you try to hijack that aura and tell people about how great you are, it's not going to go the way that you ideally think it's going to (laughs) go. But it's really hard for a projector because you have so much wisdom. So you want to share it. But the key is knowing who to share it with. So what's the strategy then? The strategy is that waiting for the invitation, waiting to be recognized. That is your strategy. So your strategy in life is waiting for that invitation. And then we go down to your inner authority and you'll see there, Estelle, yours says none. So you're like, what does that mean? Because your inner authority is your inner GPS for decision-making. So there are different types of authorities throughout different types of energies. And then within the projector type alone, there are several different types of authority. Yours says none. (laughs) So that may be a little off-putting when you first read it, but what it actually means is that when it comes to decision-making for you, when you're making a decision, it won't settle and feel settled until you actually do a sampling with the world around you. The thing with people with no authority, it's often called mental projector. So you'll hear the term mental projector. It's 1% of the population, Estelle. And I'll tell you, I am married to a mental projector. And you're a mental projector, and you're only 1% of the population. For example, with my husband, if he is trying to decide something, he'll actually, for the longest time, before I was aware of human design, he'd say, well, how do I feel? Like, what do I want? He has to say it out loud. And before I had knowledge of human design, I thought he would, I would come back at him and say, what do you mean you don't know? Because my inner authority is quite established. So I have emotional authority. I have sacral authority, which is knowing my gut. My gut just knows. And I also have splenic. Um, all of these things are defined in my chart. My main is emotional, but for me, that means that my body speaks to me and that's how I know. But for you and for him, what it means is that because your whole bottom of your chart is open, you actually need to sample that decision-making. So you need to talk about it. You need to talk it out, discuss it. And through the act of it coming out of your mouth, it has to come out of you as an energy. And what it does is it almost mutates and then you feel it. Because you're here to feel the world around you, that's why all of these areas in your chart are open. You even need to feel out your decision. So if you don't talk through or say it out loud, you can even do this to yourself because really it's about bringing it out of your body and bringing it back in. So it's like sampling, bouncing energies, saying it to know how it feels. So you need time when it comes to making a decision. So it's okay not to know something right away because you need to feel it. 
but you need to feel it once it comes outside of you. And it's probably the most confusing type of authority <laughs> because it's so unique. And even within different projectors charts that have no inner authority, it will feel different to each and every one of you. Like I feel so intuitive when I do decide on something, like I, I will like talk it out and such, but usually because I'm so visual, like I have a vision of it. Right. And because you use art as expression, art can be your other vessel that you feel it through. If you would tell me like, oh, like what's your authority? Well, it's my visions. <laughs> I guess I know what you mean by like none, but it's it's so fascinating. I guess I do kind of need to talk it out, but I don't like I'm not somebody who lingers too much. Like if I make a decision, then, you know, I, I kind of just go for it. Yeah. Know? Once you make that decision, you are going to go for it. Yeah. It's, it's in the process of making the decision. So if you have someone that you talk things out with, that's really important. The people you surround yourself with are very, very important. Um, but also, you know, through writing, through art, these are forms of expression as well. So when you can do this and bring what you're feeling outside of yourself, by and it comes from outside of you, but it doesn't become a solidified decision that feels good to you until it comes back in and you're here to receive like world the world for you Estelle is about receiving so sweet <laughs> there's no forcing in your chart there really isn't and that takes me to the part of one part of your chart I'm going to go straight to it right now because we're on it that really stood out for me to me for you there are four arrows on the side of your head in your chart there and these mm -hmm. are called transformational arrows. And by looking into these arrows for you, I can tell immediately that you are completely feminine energy. Feminine energy is, as you know, is all about allowing, receiving, passive digestion, magic. This is the energy that you are in, Estelle. This is you. So not everybody's arrows are all in the same direction and yours are. So if we go to the arrow that's on the top right of your head, this tells me that you have receptive awareness. And I got so excited when I went into this arrow for you because it literally says that you think in artwork, imagination and fantasy <laughs> and that you see the beauty hidden in the meaning of things. You see beauty and the hidden meaning, I should say, within all things. When I think of you, Estelle, like this is how you, you receive the world. This is how you receive information. So to read a textbook would be so boring for somebody like you because you want to see it, right? So you talked about the visual. Yeah, you like it really is like you're seeing the world in your painting and then you are expressing it. And bring it out into the rest, so the rest of the world can see your inner landscape. That that part for me, it's like it's been so clear for like such a long, such a long time. And when you were saying about the arrow, like for me, this is Chiquest. Like that's that's the part that makes it so everything makes so much sense. You know? Yeah, it's amazing because and and not everybody thinks this way, right? Or receives information this way. 
it's a it's a unique way of seeing the world and it's beautiful. Another arrow um, that's on the bottom left of your chart tells me that you thrive on creativity <laughs> and that you're inspired by new environments. Travel for you is such a gift. Through travel, you you find your inspiration. And you also have the ability when you're traveling to almost completely submerge yourself in whatever culture you're in and almost become a chameleon for that time to feel what it feels like to be in that space. You don't just witness it, you become it. Does that make sense? Like, because we can't travel, I feel almost trapped. Like, right. <laughs> Because, yeah, for, and I've been looking back, like I've been so lucky to, you know, I've traveled so many places. I mean, I'm very privileged, you know, um, and now looking forward, I'm like, I can't plan any retreats, any yeah. trips. You know, I just came back from India and I just came back from like, you know, even my family's in Hawaii and that like, mm-hmm. and I'm there it's like I'm completely immersed and it inspires me so very much and it heals me it's like parts of myself almost click in when I travel like I get so expanded in my conscience like yeah you know that's what it does traveling does that for me and it doesn't mean it's funny because I'm a homebody too but I feel because traveling is not all like super comfortable for me either Mm. like my boundaries sometimes like just in term of like not being in control of my environment or like not being in like you know losing that routine part yeah and at the same time it's so thrilling for me to like yeah just see the world and something I just always want to do um so that really really speaks to me and actually I'm really inspired by what you're saying because I haven't been traveling like I'm working on a a really secret project right now that has yeah and I have I haven't even like talked about it like publicly but it has to do with art and traveling and uh I'm really excited so the fact that you said that most specifically, I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, one of the other eras is telling me something about exactly what you're saying. And it's about perspective and manifesting. So maybe you can't travel right now, but I can see in your chart that when it comes to manifesting for you, it's about tuning into those core desired feelings. How do you want to feel? How does traveling make you feel? And then wait to be surprised. So perhaps it's not actually traveling. And maybe what that's what this offering is. It's like traveling through art and not actually physically traveling. I don't, I don't know what it is, but that's what came to me. It's like this part of your chart tells me like if you just focus on that core desired feeling, you are going to draw in that feeling that you get from traveling, but it may not be the way you think. Like, I'm really, I love, that's, that's really what I teach, you know, when you think about it, like, what do you want to feel in your life? You know, you don't, that's something I repeat all the time to my students. You know, you don't do life, you feel life. Yeah. You know, like I feel so many, you know, humans were like, do, do, do. And we think we have to achieve, achieve, achieve. And I'm like, but you don't do this stuff. You feel it, you know, just kind of climb Mount Everest. Well, it's not actually the climbing Mount Everest you want to do. It's like the feeling of it. Okay. So that's adventure. So, okay, well, let's go hike a mountain in Nova Scotia somewhere. It's like, (laughs) yes. 
it'll give you that same feeling because really it's the feeling we're after, it's you know. Feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Intentions, as you know, because you're a coach, you know, everything you bring, any word, any art, any symbol you bring close, like you automate, you become these very things, you know. And that's what's so exciting for me about art because, okay, sure, I, I can't travel. But it doesn't mean my life is not exciting anymore or my consciousness cannot be open up or, you know, all these things, you know, um, yeah. although it'll be really nice when we can travel again. But but still, you know, because because I have art, not only like it saved my it saved my life, but that's I cannot think of another way to, you know, to see life, you know, for trying to find meaning and everything and beauty and loss and all this, you know, it's been it's really been my mission when you think about it. Well, you know? it, re it really is. <laughs> and, and to even in this moment, bring awareness to that's your very unique individual expression of who you came to be in this lifetime. And so even when we create or we provide something as coaches, to, to really bring awareness to the fact that we can put it out there and the people that have these similarities in their journey in their path of alignment will connect and if people don't understand where we're coming from that's okay their journey is something different so i get everything you're saying because as a creator i i get it <laughs> so for the two of us our paths are similar but they're still incredibly unique in the way that we show up and do it so we're both artists, but the way that we express is completely different. The way that we take it in and feel it is completely unique to each one of us. And that's so beautiful. We need to start celebrating more about how we're different. Have you, uh, uh, I'm sure there's more to say about the chart, but I'm, I'm curious to know if like sometimes you read people's chart and they're like defensive about it. No, I have been so lucky that, I have done so many charts in the past year and I have only ever had one person and it wasn't defensive. It was more like, I'm not sure that this is me. And in that moment, because of my coaching experience, I could see that the reason why was because she had yet to meet her soul and she was living in the mind. You know, she was living from the neck up. And so at that point, receiving this information wasn't going to hit those same places they are for someone like yourself. So they weren't able to go past the mind into the body and truly sit in that space of knowing. So it, what it did is it highlighted where she was. It was meeting her where she was, bringing awareness to that. For those of you who know me, know that I am obsessed with flowers, but also essential oils. I was flipping out so excited when I came aware of Lightwater Essential Oil Blend Company right here in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. The bottle is so pretty and there's so many ways to use each blend. From the energetics of chakra work, meditation, or daily uses in headache relief, deeper sleep support, or to tap into a creative space. There's so much to explore and a blend for everyone. My current faves are the Create and Power Blend, 
but my house will definitely smell of winter woods during the holidays. Light Water is offering the SheQuest community a whopping 20% discount on all regular priced items. Go to Instagram or the website lightwatereo.ca, that's lightwatereo.ca, and use she at checkout for a 20% discount. Again, that's capital C-H-E to explore these blends yourself. Happy holidays. I've never had anybody get defensive. For the most part, it's, oh my goodness, I knew this, but I wasn't giving myself, I thought I had to do it this way. A lot of times it's entrepreneurs thinking they have to run their business a certain way and being stuck in this mold that somebody else created. And they say, this is the first time I've been able to actually breathe, to know that I don't have to do it the way that I'm being told I need to do it. Yeah, I, I love it. It's, uh, I mean, a lot of what you're telling me, it's like, it's like things intuitively I've had to do over the years of, yeah, just the way like, no, I can't teach like four yoga classes a day for five days in a row, like things like that, where I'm like, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> and honoring that, Estelle, it's about honoring yourself. Yeah. And to be like, yeah, that doesn't make me like a bad yoga teacher, you know, it's just like the way, and like, even when I think the way I was, I you know, I would learn like in high school or even university was like so hard for me. Like the hardest mm. thing that I've masters because like the way that the knowledge was presented to me, I I had, it was, you would laugh. Like I literally had to, I think I taught myself all these things because the information, I could never get it the way it was presented to me. And I had to make my own charts with them. Like, yeah. <laughs> And like, and then I figured out a way, okay, this, you know, this, this works. Like if I like put all the information on like one big cardboard, I would like draw the brain or like whatever I had to learn, you know, for it to like simmer through. Um, and I, for the longest time, I thought I had ADHD because like, I just, I, why is it everybody getting this so quick? And I'm like, <laughs> and it's not because I was like a bad student, but it's just because the information and like, I feel like if I look at my son now, he's a bit of the same way. Like I feel we have such different way to take in the world and it's not like honored in our culture. We're like, yeah. 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 And it's like, there's just like one way to learn things, but it's like, I'm sorry. We're not like, you know, I was like, what a shame. Oh, it really have like our human design chart read where they're like born. And Let me tell you, Estelle, I do chart readings for children and it is a game changer it's so powerful to have that knowledge um to know the child that you're raising and so we're here to foster their best self right not to fit in this mold that's been created for us and to help them feel like you know what yeah you don't learn the same way but you learn this way I feel, you know, some people are like super intellectual, like they learn everything from books and then other people like they need to just be hands on with everything. Like, yeah. I mean, this it's I'm kind of doing it really black and white and it's like, there's not a right or wrong way to like learn these things, you know, okay, Don, I'm just going to, I'm going off topic a little bit. That's okay. like, I love it. <laughs> like for me, like, like I was in university and having to learn about like things like statistics or like math, like algebra. And like the whole time I was like, 
but this has nothing to do with my purpose and what I'm going to do yeah. in my life. And I'm like, why do I, like, I was just so angry. And as you said, so bitter because I was like, why do I do, I have to do this. I will never. And like, sometimes I think about this and I'm like, yeah, not using my algebra today. <laughs> no, you really, you really don't. And that is actually in one of those arrows as well. Stats and numbers actually repulse you. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And you know what I did? This repulse, repulse is a good word. So in my business, maybe four years ago, I got a bookkeeper and it was the best yes. I have ever made. Because And even to this day, like I try to go on my bank account like every day just to be aware of what's going on. But I seriously, sometimes I want to throw up and like, <laughs> Not exaggerating. And like you think by now and, you know, I, you know, working with my limiting belief and like, cause I always thought I was bad with money because I hated numbers so very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, because I had a psychology degree, you know, you, there's some math component to the psychology degree. And it was like the last class I took, I had like two tutors. Oh, like Estelle, I took psychology in university as well. And that the math we had to take, it was not fun. I wanted to shit my pants. And I, and I think I got like a D minus, like I passed, but like by the slip, I mean, I think the, I, I'm, I almost thought maybe the teacher like just had pity on me because he knew <laughs> my last class. And I, if I didn't pass that class, like I went past everything else. I had like A minuses and like just do my fucking math. It's like, <laughs> but then we've given so much power to or given you know we've put it on a pedestal that you know if you if you are the type of learner that likes stats and math then there's there's more validity for who you are which is bullshit I hope I can say that here right like that there that you have more value in this world and it's such a crock of because I mean really I actually played that game earlier in my life where, you know, I wanted to achieve it all. The university just degrees and that was enough. So, you know, more and more and more. And I thought less of myself because I didn't have the math brain. It didn't come natural. And then you get to this place, you know, on this spiritual journey or this realization that, wait a second, (laughs) the value to what I bring to this world nothing to do with that at all. I do want to look at the other side where I I go teach painting meditation in high schools. Not you know not as much anymore, but I I used to do that a lot. And um, I went into like a grade eleven like math you know high math class or whatever they call it now. And it was so beautiful. Like the teacher, she's she was so passionate about math. Like for her, and we had this conversation after my class. Because she she said for her, math is like yes. the most creative thing that for her, like it lights her up. And I was so inspired by that. And I was like, that is so cool. It's so not where I get my life force, but it's hers, yes, you know? That comes back to that celebrating how we're all different. Yeah. Differentiation is so beautiful when we stop comparing and just allow it to be. It just is you know, and to just be okay. Okay. Math is my passion. You know, 
And it's likely in their chart because it does come up. You know, there's charts that are completely opposite to yours. People who are very strategic and their role in the world is different. Oh my God. I love that. Numbers repulse me. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) I want to know. So tell me, so I see in my chart here, there's like profile six dash three. What does that mean? Yes. So your profile is about how your personality interacts with the world and life in general. So because you're a six, three, these are two numbers um, that have individual meanings. And the first line of your profile is usually something you're more conscious about. Um, The second line is something that you become conscious of once you begin to walk your path. So you will likely be conscious of both, not completely conscious, but now that it comes to your awareness, you're likely able to look at your life and see this as a pattern. So line six is called the line of the role model. And line sixes have three distinct life phases. So up until age 28, for people with a line six, This has been an experimental life. But here's the interesting thing with you, Estelle. Your line three is also about experimenting. So we're going to get to that. But I just wanted to highlight that now. So your line six, up until age 28, life was an experiment for you. Getting your hands in this, trying out that, hands-on learning. Um trying things out. So you might be told this is the way to do it. And you're like, okay, great, but I'm going to try it my way. You know, that type of attitude, like, okay, my parents might tell me one thing. Yeah, I need to try it out for a reason. And this reason is because you need to experience life hands on to learn from actually being a part of it. So through experiencing life, you've been gathering the truth of what worked and what didn't. And then around age 28, after your Saturn return, between 28 and 50, they refer to this stage of your life as being on the loop. And what happens here is up until age 28, it's really been self-focused. It's really been about what do I experience in this experience and what does it mean to me? How am I directly affected? And then from 28 to 50, the line six begins to almost see the world in this more inquisitive state. Like, okay, let me see how they did it. All right, so this is how I did it. This is my point of reference. I want to see now how others have done it. So you start to learn about other people's life stories. You want to hear about more how they've lived, what they've done. You might even, you know, podcasts or, you know, reading books about, you know, other people's inner journeys as well. And at age 50, the the energy of the role model shifts into the wisdom keeper, the teacher. Um, There's a maturity that comes along with the line six once you hit age 50. So that's a little ways out for you. But, you know, really not that far when we look at when we look at life where you're going to become the master teacher of your life. The things that you have accumulated throughout your life experience, you become the master of. Then paired with the line three, the line three is the line of the martyr. It's also about learning from experience. And it's called the martyr because your soul chose to feel these things and be in these things hands on. So life experiences may be things that are quite impactful. 
things that are quite shocking that you have had to live through because you're here as a soul to experience it for other people so that you are the teacher of it. And I think about exactly what you do with doubt when you talk about grief. You had to live it to know it. And now you are here as the teacher for the rest of us. That's quite something. I, I also like it when I think of 28, I became a mother at 29 and I became a yoga teacher at 29. Kind of like a, a bit of a switch, a switch over. Yeah, like it's funny because I don't see myself as a teacher sometimes. I see more, I'm like a student more than a teacher. Like I, because I just crossed, I've been a yoga teacher for 10 years and I was thinking about it and I was sitting down, I was like, I've mastered nothing. Like, <laughs> I was like really honest with myself. I was like, no, I like mastered nothing. Like I, and also like now I can look back at like 20 years of doing yoga and like at first I was really like, you, you talk about generators. Like I was just, everything was like, it was supposed to be regimented and disciplined. And like, I was really like pushing my boundaries. And like, if I didn't, I was really hard on myself and like every day, every day, every day. And then, you know, I lost my son and then there was like a complete shift that happened. And then it was like, nothing was perfect anymore. Nothing was, you know, nothing was disciplined anymore. Everything kind of crumbled. And then my practice became, you know, instead of wanting to be perfect, I just wanted to be human and look at that, you know? And like, it's really, it's so clear now. Like I, but I had to like really ponder on this. I was like, wow, like the, it's such a, it's almost like I did a like 180 where, and then it's like, okay, I start giving myself rest and I start, you know, uh, like for me, it wasn't a gentle awakening, you know? It was no, like, no, exactly. It was hard too because like, because I thought I was already doing it, I think that's what broke me the most is that I'm grateful about my life. Like I was grateful. I was like positive, you know, like positive psychology and like, all, like I was like teaching like, it had to be spiritual and all this, you know. And the then how to that doesn't actually exist. Like I felt so betrayed, you know. I was like, oh my god, and I felt I had been such a liar, you know. It was like it was such a person. It was like a, you know, and I speak about that a lot. But it was just like an identity crisis, yeah. really. And I believe that happens when we hold on to something in our mind space, right? That this is how you get to spirituality. Like, why? Where did we even bring that into our own consciousness as a belief system? Like this, this idea of this is how you do it. That's very mind, right? But when you get to your body, which you've done, it's like this realization. Wait a second. Very masculine energy, and like I, it's almost like I really made that switch and kind of like it's almost I had. <laughs> like to put it into the words of your guide, like I had, like I had nothing to give anymore. So I just let myself receive and just be like, okay, life, this is what you have for me. I'm just gonna, this is my karma. So I'm just gonna live it as my dharma, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and be like this, okay, life, you're giving me this. So how can I make, you know, a garden or flowers and you know that's what I did you know I made paintings out of it and whatever you know documentaries and this and that um so that is so and I still 
Like, I mean, maybe we'll have a podcast at when I'm 50, Don, and you can. <laughs> and because, like, I, I, I don't know about you, but I get so reflective, like, around the time of my birthday. And, you know, I really, I don't feel I'm, I'm afraid growing old. I'm actually, like, really looking forward to my 40s. And, oh, yeah, uh, it's the best. It's the best, right? <laughs> and, like, no, seriously, like, I'm just so much more, like, spent with my body and, like, just things that, like, I just look forward to that just so much being like, just that much more comfortable with like who I am and not giving a shit, you know, anymore. But obviously, like, I don't. And you know, that's how too with SheQuest, like, I often, often remind the students, like, SheQuest is leaderless, you know, and perhaps in spiritual communities, like a lot of us, we've forgotten that, like that hierarchy we put on, teachers and guides and this and that like like okay sure like fine I'm I might be someone that like nudges something for you but like like you know you've got the power not me you know with you like I may and she quest is like that too like I'm she questing to you guys you know like I'm doing the questing too like I'm not you know I'm not just there like looking over oh this is right this is wrong you should do this you should do that like I've been very careful um because that's what we're trying I feel to dismantle as women you know like you need to make your own choices that's where the freedom is you know yeah so I'm going on a tangent here but it yeah we're all just figuring it out yeah, half yeah. of the time we're just all falling ass backwards into it and hoping for the best. Oh, this is so great! So wow. <laughs> so let's continue. So the six three, and then there was something else. I was let me probably the incarnation cross. I'm guessing. Guessing. Okay, so I could not wait to tell you about your incarnation cross. So your incarnation cross is the storyline that your soul chose before your birth. It's like, um, imagine it like perimeters to which keep you within your path of alignment that lead you toward your purpose. So it isn't necessarily your purpose, but it's something that you are living out in this lifetime that's going to keep you within your path of alignment. Yours Estelle, I can't wait because, okay, and there are hundreds of incarnation crosses out there. I cannot wait to read yours to you. (laughs) So the name of your incarnation cross is the left angle cross of healing too. Now, I'm going to go back to what those numbers mean at the end that you see there after I read the paragraph. Now, when I read this paragraph to you, Estelle, It's going to have one level of meaning to you now, today. And once you begin to implement this new level of knowing into your life, that you are a projector and that you are here to wait for the invitation and to practice your authority by speaking it out and and begin to practice this way of life, over time, the energy of your incarnation cross almost shifts in awareness, in the level of awareness you have around it. And I can say for my own, when I first read mine, it meant one thing. And just a month ago with my group coaching program, I read mine because I used mine as an example when we were learning about our incarnation crosses. And when I read it aloud to the group, it had a completely different level of understanding, like a depth 
that I didn't read before. So I'm going to read it to you. And it already is wonderful. But I cannot wait to hear down the, a few months down the road. I'm going to check in with you and just see where it sits with you, okay? You are here to be love and heal through love. The energy of your cross supports you to do this with others. Your energy is focused on the love of the body and being in the body. You may not always see much in return, but your power of healing through love will make a big difference in the world around you. I mean, come on, Estelle. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up. Nope, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, I love the emphasis on on the body. Right. Um, yeah, because that's been really, I mean, the body, you know, it's like the greatest portal you'll ever like get, you know. And um, to put it in perspective, there's hundreds of different crosses. Some right. are about um, structure, supplying food for the collective. Like they all have a different theme. And for yours to be this specific for you is beautiful. So, wow, so great. And then what about the definition? Is Did you talk about that? I didn't talk about the definition. I usually, I would say the definition isn't even something that I would worry about getting into so much right now. Because okay. really what it, re, what it means is how many of your channels, um, which are the lines that connect these shapes in your chart, um, how many of them connect together? So, so really, it's getting into technicalities that aren't really as necessary um, okay. to get into the level. But it's about, you know, interacting with other people and interacting mm -hmm. in energies. But because we're not going into that today, it's less important, I think, for your for your chart today. But those numbers in your incarnation cross are the thing that I would love to focus on for you. So those numbers at the end of the of the incarnation cross. These are the lead energies in your chart. So if you look at your chart and you see all those numbers, and I know you hate numbers, but I'm going to ask you to look at those numbers for a moment. These are called your gates. And your gates are the what I was talking about. They are the attributes, talents, skills, gifts, and potentials that you have. We're going to focus on four for you today be due to time. We, we won't be getting into all of them. But I want to focus on the main four lead energies of your personality in this lifetime. So you look at your incarnation cross and you have 46, 25, 52, and 58. Gate 46, <laughs> the lead energy in this lifetime for you, Estelle, is the love of the physical body, love of the flesh, joy of living in this material plane for the time being. How freaking beautiful is that? Oh, I love it. <laughs> but you are per like, what I love is that you're already doing it. You're listening to your soul's calling, Estelle. I love it. Like, some, like I see that a lot. It speaks to me so much as, like, I love dancing and, your, like, all this, the movement aspect of awareness for me. And, like, yeah, like, I just said it, like, being a human. Like, can I, can we look at that for a moment? Like, right? I just pleasure like in French you say like bon vivant you know mm -hmm. I love like I love like like really taste food and like really smelled you know yes. the senses like this is like that's the part that 
all yeah. the nuances. Like you are yeah. here to just be it. Yeah, and like don't forget, like you experience the magic of this life through your body. You create with your body. Like <laughs> you like your imagination is like from your body. Like yes. you know, and then from there, I believe that's where you you get that divinity aspect. Yes. And how like, many of us were at a stage and and many are still there that we've forgotten the power that we were born with that lives within. <laughs> It's like, like everything that makes us human really is divine. (laughs) You know, it's like the same. Ah, this is so good. What about the other numbers? So 25, wait for it. Gate 25. And I have to tell you, like some of these gates are not, most of these gates are not like your gates. So I just want to make that very clear. Like when I'm reading other people's charts, like some gates are, you know, about focus and structure and these types of things yours are not gate 25 is the love of spirit and the soul within you you have pure love in your aura Estelle and people feel it when they're in your presence the thing with having this gate however is that sometimes you have a difficult time understanding why others do what they do because you can't understand why they don't come from a place of love So it's this struggle to like, why do they not just get it? But they didn't come here to experience life the same as you and to know that until something breaks them open. Also in this gate, uh, you are a hands-on healer and you do not need any training whatsoever for the type of healing that you do. And you're actually a medical intuitive. And what that means is that you're able to... Feel the pain of others before they even can recognize it within themselves because you're so in tune. So you're actually able to pick up on subtleties that are there within other people. The thing you should know, though, is that as a projector, you can read other people's energy like no other, but you have a difficult time knowing yourself. So you actually need other people you trust in your life to find these things in you so that you don't get to a point where you're too sick. Those subtleties you won't pick up on as well in yourself as you do in other people. Mm-hmm. So that is gate 25. And then you have the gate of stillness is the next one. Like, really, come on. The gate of stillness is highly creative. Um, Yeah, and it tells me that you can spend a long time doing things. So, you know, if you're creating, like you can get completely enveloped in that creative process and almost get lost in time. And the last gate, which is one of your lead energies, is the gate 58. Gate 58 is the joy of life, a true zest and joy for life. So people with a 58 are those people that are, that, always have a smile on their face. You know, you're, you're greeting people. It's with a huge smile. You express yourself with your physicality as much as you do your words. And again, though, it comes in this, it, it's that zest for life. And it says, or not in the description. And that or not comes in because you know that potential that is here on this planet right now for pure joy. And you have a difficult time when you see somebody who doesn't recognize. Just like, 
come on, people, like, wake up to what's around. <laughs> like, that story, I'm sure you've told yourself, like, what? wake up. Like, it's right here. You and I both have this. Like, we're like, what aren't you seeing? Like, it's so good. And then people are like, you might be a little on something. <laughs> yeah, we're on the zest for life. <laughs> I don't want it to come from like a judgmental place. And I, I often like, I need to just sit back and like, just reflect. But like, I literally want to shake people like, wake up. Like, <laughs> And it's not going to work if you do. <laughs> no, exactly. And I, I, in my yoga teachings too, like I have, like, I see myself as a bit of a shaker yoga teacher. Like, you know, even if I can nudge something, it's like, oh, okay, great. Um, but you know, nobody, it's like the initiation, it's not like, I'm not responsible for anybody's healing. You know, mm-hmm, I've had mm-hmm. to really get that. It's like, well, they're, they're going to come in their own time. It might be, they might come to me. They might come to somebody else, but I can only do what I can do with <laughs> know uh what I have but uh I oh my goodness I love these numbers and like the medical intuitive one like that's been really like a new kind of almost like a new thing but uh you know because of COVID now like I've started teaching yoga again and I'm so I feel so comfortable always like hands-on with people you know I've always felt comfortable doing that and now I can't do that and I'm like oh no And like, I know it's not just like, you know, that of the practice, but it's been something very, I feel very good about. And like, I always thought my hands, like, just because, you know, I've been, I've considered myself an artist for so long that my hands were healing and there's power in them, you know, my hands and my feet actually very intentional. Like whenever I, you know, touch people, I, I always say poking when I poke people, like, (laughs) you know, I, I give some of what, you know. And it's like a feedback loop. But um, anyways, that that speak to me like really, really a lot. So mm. my chart is uh, <laughs> feels very right. Like it's feel- oh my gosh, that's what excited me so much yesterday. Estelle, when I when I reached out on Instagram, and I said, like, I'm so excited because because I know you and we don't know each other that intimately, but we know each other. Um, yeah. And I know, you know, enough about you that when I when I began to look and dive into your chart and what I saw was exactly how you're living life, I was bursting inside because it comes from that passion. And my purpose is really, you know, for me, for people to begin to live a soul centered life is incredibly refreshing. That's what I want. That's my why. That's my drive for people is to understand that, you don't have to be caught in the noise and that once you tune in and, and it's about tuning in and discovering who you are and listening and then making the choice, a conscious choice, Estelle, to honor her, honor your soul and you're doing it. So for me, you are like, you're killing it. Like when it comes to that soul centered living. And so I was like vibrating. I'm like, yes, girl, like this is what you're here to do. And you just knew it. And so the beauty in that for me is unexplainable with words. I can feel it. And there's a resonance for me that, yeah, like a divine resonance. Like 
There she is. There she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and was there any, like, because you said also, like, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be? Did, did you think I was going to be something like a generator or something? Well, no, the, what I what I was saying about um, it wasn't what I was thought it was going to be. When I started going in, you know, I had almost thought doing this on this platform like this was going to be a bit more... Um, structured around okay now I'm going to tell you your type and then you know your strategy and um your profile number and go through like this but I was like I went into the depths of your chart and I went the goodness that's in within Estelle's chart in the depth in the belly of it I have to bring forward so that's what I meant by you know I was just like okay yeah that was that is I'm just going with it this is what we're going into and this is what's going to come out so that yeah like I just got I just kept getting more excited and more excited we keep it superficial in here (laughs) We usually like to go way down deep. So I I just I just want to thank you, Dawn, for just sharing your knowledge and like it's been so insightful. And like I, I wanna know if like somebody like anybody listening to this and they'd wanna have their chart read, how do we go about um reaching out to you and getting in contact with you? How long is the session? Like, what can we expect uh, from that? And we, I mean, obviously, if you've listened that long to the podcast, you know, you kind of know at this point, but um, just, yeah, just the processes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on my website or on Instagram where I'm most active. So my website is www.donsinclaircreator.com. And my Instagram account is don.sinclair underscore. And The first type of session that I offer is called the Ignite Session. When you go to my website, you'll see that I have family sessions. I have sessions for um, business partnerships, those types of things. The first Ignite Session is a 90-minute session where we dive into your chart, um, similar to what we did here today. And I always tell people that release the expectation because before somebody's session, I always open space. And I call on my spirit team to come and what, and I allow myself to be a vessel for whatever they need to hear. So sometimes it completely goes off um, from where we thought it was going to go. But each and every time the person receives what they need to. So we just trust. We just trust the process. So to say there's a fixed structure, that would be a lie because there really isn't. I don't feel like um, that fits for me. I tried that. It does not work. Because then I just feel like the creativity within the session is stifled. And I, I just can't. I can't allow myself to do that. Um, and when you go to my website, you'll see all of the things that I offer and all of the other things that I do besides human design. To put all of that beautiful information in the show notes. And I'm curious to know, is this part of your coaching program as well or your one-on-one? Do you do like group sessions as well? Is the human design incorporated in that or? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like human design is such a powerful tool because the type of coaching that I do is really about self-discovery, excavating the self, you know, um, meeting your soul and showing up as her. So of course, I'm going to implement human design because this is something that, you know, it's one tool. It's not the tool, but it's one tool to help with that process. 
So I do one-on-one coaching and I also have group coaching programs. I have one right now, The Path of Illumination, um, which is closed for now. It's a closed group. Uh, It's a six-month program where people were diving really deep into their chart and really creating a bond, a connection with other like-minded people. And there are more offerings coming down the pipeline. So, you know, I tell people to follow me on Instagram because I also, my type being a, um, being somebody who is here to respond to life, I'm not here to think about the future. I'm not here to think too far ahead. I'm here to love what I'm doing in the now and allow what life has to offer me to come to me. So even when it comes to offerings, I get ideas and I, I jot them down. And then the ones that keep coming back to me will be the thing that comes next. So I can't even predict what's coming. I can just feel it. You're just like, just beginning with this. It's going to explode because this is just too good. And you're such a beautiful way to render this information, you know, because it's big. It's a big task, you know. These are like delicate information you have and you do it such with such flair, Dawn. You're just really, you're... Well, it's what I'm here for. (laughs) I love it. I want to thank you for your time and doing this. And um, there's always like one last question I ask on the podcast. And it's kind of for your wish. I've been I've been changing the questions as you know, I've been doing this podcast for a year now. And you know, after like the pandemic, and it's kind of a bit of a global crisis that we've been under. Um, I feel it's almost like a, a new world we're like rebuilding. And so I'm wondering, what do you wish for women to like know more about themselves as we rebuild, um, rebuild the world? You know, mm, what a beautiful question. I would send out the wish that women understand or people that identify as women understand that you always have a choice and not to fall into the trap, the illusion that you don't have control of the things that you may feel like are out of your hands. And that if you get real with yourself, like meet yourself in those places, the shiny bits and the dark bits, and begin to get curious, that I think I just I wish that people would just come to the realization, the awareness that it's always been there. The mm. things that you hold out hope for, the things that you spend time wishing would be, it's available once you make a choice. It it's not it's not somewhere that's not tangible. It's only untangible when it lives in our mind. Ah, oh, so beautifully said, and it really resonated for with our entire time together. Oh, we need to hang out more, down. I know it's true. So thank you so much, and do go follow Dawn on Instagram. Go check out our website, and go check out Human Design. This is so great, great. Like another, I feel it's like another ally we can have in our tool to step into soul and just like being closer to it, right? Yes. Thank you so, so much for having me here today. Got it. Bye, Dawn. Bye.
This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.